Truth Espresso, episode 133. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. Hi there, and welcome to another uh, exciting episode of Truth Espresso Express on the Truth Espresso Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Minnick, and I am commuting to work on this Thursday, October 2nd, and this episode is slated to release uh, Friday, October 8th. And this is going to be another Vax Vex Vortex. Um, last week I did an episode called the Vax Vex Vortex and I pitted articles that I read um, against each other. So any episode I do on the Vax Vex Vortex is all about how some information talks about the problems or the, you know, the waning effectiveness of vaccines especially the uh, Pfizer one. And then other articles will talk about how these things are being enforced on people or, you know, showing kind of the inconsistencies with things. And so I have a, a handful of articles here to look at or that I read last night and we're going to uh, and talk about them. Oh, man, it looks like traffic on the main drag headed to the highway is is gotten a little full here wonder what's up there's got to be an accident somewhere okay so most of these articles that i read were from october 6th uh, yesterday or two days ago when you hear this episode um there was one article i read from cnn that was about um studies talking about that would confirm that the uh, effectiveness of the immunity uh, against COVID statistically from the Pfizer's vaccine wanes pretty quickly and pretty low. Uh, so from the last Vax Vex Vortex episode, um, I said something about that the, the immunity wanes down to about 42%. Um, well, now newer studies from Israel, and Israel seems to be the hotbed place where you get some good, reliable studies, because Israel is one of the most vaccinated nations in the world. They're kind of like, uh, you know, the clinical trial in this way for vaccine mandate policy, and they have their own uh, vaccine passport system, and it... Um, I've listened to someone, a podcast with someone from Israel who um, was trying to navigate life in light of these max, the, the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates and, you know, how 
you get the two jabs, you're fully vaccinated, but then Israel is kind of leading the way and getting booster shots for everyone. And so he's talking about how their vaccine card would be set to expire because, you know, once boosters come out for the masses, then those who had the two shots would would then be considered among the unvaccinated and they need to get their third shot to have their privileges in society again yeah so thank you israel for that policy but israel also seems to have lots of spikes in cases and hospitalizations despite being one of the most vaccinated nations in the country but do you think u.s policymakers will learn from that of course not when it's a decision between power and truth they will take power most of them are geared toward taking power because you know scare people into um, falling in lockstep being good little sheeple while the policy makers um, rake in the money for their friends and um, enjoy their exclusive privileges and you know that sounds like I'm making things up there but uh, as we look at some of the uh, articles later that i read that isn't that is definitely true so according to this first article and i'll have links to all the articles that i read in the show notes uh studies from uh, qatar and israel show like you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the effectiveness of the Pfizer vaccine wanes considerably and quite quickly. In fact, a Qatar study showed that the effectiveness of the Pfizer vaccine could go down to as low as 20% after only four months. You know, that's pretty crazy for a vaccine. You'd think that things like this would eventually take such a vaccine off the market because, you know, Statistically speaking, when you're when you have the uh, adverse effects, yeah, they're not 50 percent. They're you know, they're still statistically quite low. But, you know, like if you have the potential for adverse effects for something that really doesn't (laughs) um, protect you that much, then why do we have something like this being mandated except for politics? And uh, the immune, like think about the the immunity, even according to this article, the immunity for traditional vaccines for things like, um, uh, was it mumps and you know, measles, you know, those type of things. Uh, The article, if I recall, it said something like um, effectiveness might wane about 5% per year. Um, But for these COVID mRNA vaccines, Pfizer in particular, the effectiveness wanes uh, actually significantly after two months and can go down to 20% after four months. Now, at some point, you know, what are we going to discover next month that, you know, the effectiveness wanes after one month to 0%? You know, like it seems like Pfizer's vaccine keeps getting lower and lower, yet um, we're seeing more and more mandates go into effect and it's not like the mandates are saying get something like moderna that is 
supposedly more effective, but it's just get get an approved jab. And remember, uh, the Pfizer's BioNTech was the one that's officially FDA approved under the label Comirnaty. And there's still the issue that um, Comirnaty, the officially FDA-approved one, is not really uh, as available yet as the emergency-authorized BioNTech-labeled one. And so people are being mandated to get something that could have averse effects, doesn't really protect them very well, but their job is at stake, and yeah... There's your Vax Vex Vortex, and the article admitted that natural immunity from COVID-19 lasts a lot longer than the <laughs> Pfizer vaccine. Well, you don't say, you know, wasn't that the science before this whole pandemic turned into a politic-demic? <laughs> yeah, so Israel has... Um, long been well ahead of the curve in trying to show the world how it's got to be done how yo hey there's vaccines out let's get them let's order them let's politicize them let's force people to take it let's implement vaccine passports and and uh, people are going along with it there because they think that the the government of Israel is some kind of holy thing, and so it's like these orders come from God himself, So, or it's like, you know, kind of a, a tribal pride type thing, and, you know, so I, I feel bad for the citizens of Israel having to put up with this kind of thing. I mean, <laughs> it's still not as bad as the prison state of Australia, but... Yeah, Pfizer's vaccines, <laughs> studies, more and more studies show that it's less and less effective. Uh, another article, speaking of Israel, I did read another, actually it was the study article itself, uh, talking about the adverse effects of myocarditis. Um, this, you know, you have a lot of uh, doctors with their names on this article. This isn't a mainstream news article. It's an actual study, and I'll put a link to this one. Um, so, myocarditis, uh, it had like a average 13 uh, point something uh, out of, you know, 100,000 for for kids in uh, the ages of 16 and 19. That was the highest um, age range for getting myocarditis. So, you know, this kind of goes to show that kids should not be getting these COVID vaccines. They're the ones who are least at risk from having complications from COVID, uh, ha having, you know, symptoms that... Uh, really hurt them you know because they're they're the they're the healthiest against it most likely in their age range but they're also the ones who will suffer the most uh, statistically from adverse effects from getting these vaccines so yeah and this is the this is an israel study because yeah israel's leading the way so we get our a lot of our statistics from things because israel's leading the way here and so unfortunately thank you israel for providing the rest of the world data like this now one might say that oh 13 uh, 
an average of 13 you know this was like from 9 to 19 uh, so average to 13 in various studies out of a hundred thousand uh, in this age range getting myocarditis but that is higher than you'd mostly get from other approved vaccines and Israel went whole hog on distributing Pfizer and now they're doing the booster shots because you know uh, Pfizer's not very effective now but you know what's the solution to that not something else let's give more Pfizer because you know that's insanity there that <laughs> if something doesn't work very well we need more of it you know just like government policy if if dumping tons of money into a policy doesn't yield the results that are promised well the problem is you haven't spent enough money we need to spend more money because more of the same is is what we need the problem is that we just don't have more of it okay moving right along so those are um, articles talking about the problems with the vaccine and now let's go into some articles that I read that um, are about you know the mandates for these vaccines and the politics so there was a there was an article in the Daily News uh, talking about our good friend <laughs> Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio of New York and it seems like you know isn't it ever possible for the mayor of New York City not to be some <laughs> you know I'm not I don't want to be about identity politics here but you know it seems like the mayor of New York is always some Italian guy with some <laughs> obvious Italian name who seems to want to run New York City like uh, like he's from the mafia and yeah, so de Blasio, uh, according to this article, justifies delaying COVID vaccine mandates for uh, the police, the firefighters, and the corrections uh, office, the, the Department of Corrections in New York. Uh, so yeah, so various law enforcement agencies um, government agencies here in New York there were vaccine uh, mandates you know the, the New York's trying to do this vaccine passport thing and remember Denmark tried to do a vaccine passport things didn't work out so well and that and now they're like Sweden they're completely rolling back all COVID policies so yeah why is it that Denmark and Sweden several years ago were, you know, kind of like the hallmark of, uh, you know, examples of socialist policies? You know, they're they're not entirely socialist. Yeah, they have a they have a big uh, welfare state, but other than that, they're quite capitalistic. But you know, Bernie Sanders and AOC and uh, most leftists would like try to promote, uh, you know, Denmark and Sweden as uh, kind of the examples of socialist utopias. If whenever someone would try to bring up uh, communist Russia and China, but you know, well, why can't we follow their policies in regards to uh, 
COVID now, especially Sweden, because hardly anyone talks about Sweden, because Sweden's doing fine. But anyway, New York, Bill de Blasio, vaccine mandates, and we'll see as we get to other articles that other people are not so fortunate. Now, uh, Bill de Blasio is... In this article, he's trying to talk about how he respects the intelligence of people, and that's why he's not pushing so hard on uh, implement uh, enforcing the vaccine mass uh, the mandates on the police, the you know firefighters, and the corrections department. You know the government, the um, but. You know, the New York uh, federal court did uphold a hold the mandate when the teachers, the New York City, the New York public school teachers, some of them were pushing back, you know, because their jobs were on the line. And the New York federal court upheld the mandate. Another article we'll look at in a bit was about uh, a teacher who you know, it was really suffering. He was put on leave. But so, yeah, Bill de Blasio, uh, he, he, you know, kind of like to say he respects individual um, decisions and intelligence uh, for police and firefighters and especially the corrections department. You know, the good old boys. But for the teachers, they had to be vaccinated even you know their uh, their livelihoods their uh, personal decisions and their intelligence isn't respected so uh, the citizens of New York um, they're if I remember correctly they're they have like an 86 percent uh, average you know vaccination rate with for COVID vaccines um, the teachers are at about 95%. You'd think that would be good enough for herd immunity to respect the other 5%. But no, we got to have 100% compliance there by the deadline. Else, you got to be put on leave uh, without pay and, you know, have your lives destroyed. You, you got to be humiliated, you know, until you budge and get that vaccine. But the corrections department... Um, you know, according to the article, they had less than half. They were like 49% of them had at least one of the jabs. So, yeah, this is a case of rules for thee, but not for me. And that's your <laughs> New York City mafia right there. Those, those in the good, those who are associated with the government and policies and enforcement, you know, in the New York City mafia there, they, they don't have to have the mandates, but the, the school teachers have to have 100% compliance or have their, you know, their jobs on the line, their livelihoods on the line. So what's good for the goose in New York City here for the uh, is not good for the gander. <sighs> there's there's the New York City mafia for you, as I said again. Now, final article. Well, actually, no. I have two more to get to pretty quickly here. One of them uh, is uh, about a t- teacher, a New York City 
teacher who was put on leave without pay for refusing the vaccine. So de Blasio respects the intelligence and individuality and <laughs> of uh, the corrections department, but not the, the school teachers. And this school teacher... He had COVID in January, and he can prove that he has healthy antibodies and immunity. So he actually has the medical proof that he's immune to COVID. And, you know, as we looked in a, an old an article early on in this episode, it admitted <laughs> that um, immunity is, uh, natural immunity is much more effective against COVID than the very ineffective Pfizer vaccines, but, you know, even against both jabs, the article did say that, but, you know, policy, because policy, if you get two jabs of that, you can be allowed to teach in public school, even if you could get COVID, as this uh, teacher said, you know, and according to the policy, he's forced to be on leave without pay uh, for a year without the ability to be hired again until he gets the full vaccine regimen. So, hey, you know, it's healthier for society that we force this guy to starve if he doesn't uh, get a mandated shot or two or possibly eventually even three then for him to show his medical proof that he has better immunity than those shots themselves. But, hey, policy, virtue signaling, the mafia. <laughs> um, you know, final article on this Vax Vex Vortex. Um, uh, it was about... Now, this is shifting from New York to Colorado. So, in Colorado, um, there is... Uh, a university hospital that has reported that their policy is going to be that if you, for the unvaccinated, most likely in most cases, I forget how they worded it, but um, in most cases, they're not going to do certain things like organ transplants. And in the case of organ transplants, both sides have to be fully vaccinated for that organ transaction to occur. So um, there was a patient uh, needing a, a kidney transplant surgery, and this patient um, got put off the waiting list because uh, she wasn't vaccinated. And the organ donor also has to be vaccinated. So yeah, that's where we're headed, and I see this kind of thing spreading further than Colorado's University Hospital because, you know, I did mention in an earlier episode of Truth Espresso Express that there are articles that are talking about that it's a moral thing that we really should put the pressure, put the society pr pressure on the unvaccinated to get those jabs um, you know maybe they're going to have harder time finding work maybe you know they're going to have a harder time finding you know any of the pleasures of society until they get their vaccine card <laughs> they've got to get those jabs even though <laughs> they're not very effective here but yeah 
because policy, because virtue signaling, and because politics, look, we've got to enforce things, even because science, even though science is showing <laughs> natural immunity is better, but hey, that's not fair. Not everyone can get natural immunity and, and you know, survive COVID. So it's not fair. What's fair is the least common denominator. What's fair is having a one-size-fits-all policy of forcing people to take jabs that could potentially have adverse effects that also uh, remember these studies about myocarditis and especially in younger age brackets, but who cares, especially when what people are still taking right now is not even FDA approved officially. It's the emergency authorized use. So if any um, effects, adverse effects happen against their will, against their desires, and uh, getting jabbed against their desires, they have no standing uh, for legal recourse. So because they're technically a part of clinical trials, <sighs> is this where we've come, America? Is this where we've come, world? Is this where we've come, Christian? So, Christians, uh, yeah, uh, my wife and I did that recent episode on Monday about that Christians should not support tyranny. I hope that those who most stand against this garbage are Christians. Let's lead the way, Christians for opposing this nonsense. <laughs> and there was vaccine, uh, the vex, the vex, vex vortex, episode number two on Truth Espresso Express. And I just parked uh, to go to work here. And so stay tuned for other episodes of Truth Espresso and Truth Espresso Express. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso. 